0: FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. He must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the Gladiators, Paul Paul with the left forearm was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. And, uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head in Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken their angry pill. That smashes into ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. And he smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worst for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. He a try.
1: Yes, it's a try. It's a sad sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow
0: Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they...
2: You know, for a moment there, Chris, I'd forgotten your name. <laughs> I'm sorry. After all these years, I had no idea that you were sitting there. Good morning to you, Chris. And uh, look, are you a fellow idiot who follows rugby league?
3: I am a fellow idiot who follows rugby league, Stephen. And what a tremendous way to kick off an Indigenous round last night with two great teams going head-to-head in a wonderful, enjoyable game of rugby league.
2: Look, uh, the, my major – well, I've got many disappointments, but my major disappointment was nobody was sporting a reference to Kanzai Yamamoto, the famous creator of the look of uh, Ziggy Stardust, along with David Bowie, who oh, passed red away the Yes.
3: What, what about the revelations last week that Bowie was a massive a country practice fan?
2: Yeah, and apparently a St. George fan as well, and thus <laughs> but, thus the innate sadness of so, in his character. So,
3: it, was it more distressing <laughs> for him uh, to see St. George fade as a team uh, in the '80s or when Molly died? Molly. Yeah.
2: yeah, but the, you know, truth be told, I think the, the actor's kids said that uh, that their father, what was his name? Shane Porteous. Shane Porteous was third choice, that Fatso the Wombat was
3: number one. Fatso <laughs> <laughs> the Wombat. And that's the connection to rugby league and sport. And then Grant something or other. I, yeah, think, so you know, I didn't follow the show that closely, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, it took me three seasons to work out that the practice was actually in the country, but anyway. Yes, Chris, I've got uh, one tune on my mind today.
2: Yes. I'm um,
3: just feeling this innate
2: sadness this morning. And it really it was fueled by an anger and of course and then a, a shock realisation. The seven stages of grief, of course. Uh, the human condition is a weird thing. And I think that it would be honest for all of us to say that we could always be prone to an addiction of some nature.
3: Well, Stephen, I think what you're referring to here, first of all, is you're assuming a bit of knowledge. Most people may not be aware of the fact that the Sassanian Rabidos 32, Saint George Illawarra Dragons 20, at the um, wonderful home ground for the Cronulla Sharks, uh, Nesta Jubilee. You're a smart ass, aren't you? <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, you I, I, you I, were you were immersed in something that is pretty primal for you, I think.
2: Well, yeah, and, and if I could sort of broaden this context a little bit, most people that don't follow sport uh, and readily sort of apply a certain pride to say, look, I'm interested in art or music or uh, literature. Uh, sport doesn't, doesn't come into my area of, of my reference points. And I sort of... Th- Say to them, you know, if there was a competitive nature with literature, which there sometimes like this with the Booker Prize winner or you know the Archibald winner, uh, where will they, won't they? Who? But it's not quite, a, of course, as controlled and managed as a, a competition that has lines and points and, a, and an umpire, a referee,
3: et cetera, et cetera, and scores. Which, by the and way, and win or loss. Yes. And by the way, it was 32-24. I forgot this, and George scored on the bell, and had they kicked that conversion, they could have taken it to a golden point theoretically, but they didn't. Well, they didn't have time, did they? Well, they had. They would have had ten seconds. Ten seconds. Yeah, a lot could happen in ten. You yeah. win an Olympic 100 metres in ten seconds. Hello, (laughs) the sphere. Exactly. So...
2: I want to say to you, Chris, uh, there's, there's some innate um, – it, it, it's this disbelief in the fact that with 16 teams in a competition, we all know that eight have
3: to lose every week. Yes, no? and we all know that uh, over the course of a season, 15 sixteenths of the population will be ultimately disappointed. Will be losers. Yeah, it's a great yeah. metaphor for life.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yet we, we, we turn up every week for 80 minutes of generally pain. Uh, and Unlike, say, for example, the, 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 the chap or the woman who's sitting at the poker machine who, generally speaking, could probably cut out – after ten minutes, if they wanted to and lose their life savings and go off, and you know, I mean, I've I've had my shoelaces <laughs> taken today. You know. well, you're,
3: you're really wandering into something there, Stephen. But I must say, when you are looking at the various pursuits that you could follow, yes. if you're if you've got 15 chances out of 16 of ultimately dis- yes. being disappointed, it doesn't seem particularly smart. No, to and, get involved in that sort and of. Not caper. attractive either,
2: Chris. No, not attractive uh, at all. And I'm saying, at least once again with a horse race, you know it's all over in about three minutes flat. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember, folks, the gambling bug will get you if you don't watch out.
2: So remember, folks, the gambling bug will get you if you don't watch out. And I will do. So it dawned on me last night that I'm akin to any any addict that there is. It doesn't matter if it's ice or it's the pokies or whether it's horse racing. I just sit there and I think last night was a four fingernail game because we lost. And we had it in the bag early. Is four
3: fingernails of your ten... Fingers, yes. or is that per hand? No, for for all up tonight. Right, okay. Normally, if
2: I go to a, uh, like an action film, I go through one. Oh. You know, that's about a one. You know, if it's a nail biting <laughs> of a game, of course, it goes to more than one. It goes to three or well, four. Well, was
3: it a Shining to get two two in the Shining. <laughs> two in the Shining, yes, yes, yes. And, and the X is
2: just probably five.
3: <laughs> and are you like index and middle, or you go to the pinky? I mean, what, what's it like when you've got this sort of whatever affliction? Whatever's
2: first in your mouth,
3: Chris? <laughs> There's so many people who've got themselves caught up with with that philosophy, Stephen. Yes,
2: yes. So, um... You know, I don't know. I've gone through all those, uh, the, the phases of grief, et cetera, loss, et cetera. And as the famous uh, wife of Nathan Brown, the footy coach, says, uh, uh, you might love footy, but it certainly doesn't love you. And we always call it a very, very cruel
3: mistress. Am I right, Chris- well, Chris? well, can I simply say, Stephen, how do you think you'll go against the roosters next week? We're going to flog them.
2: <laughs> See, this is the thing they say about childbirth, is it's built into our de- well, women's DNA that they don't remember the pain, thus they do it again. <laughs> so...
0: They call you Lady Luck But there is room for doubt At times you have A very unladylike way of running out You're on this date with me The pickings have been lush And yet before this evening is over, you might give me the brush. You might forget your manners. You might refuse to stay. And so the best that I can do is pray. Be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck, if you've ever been a lady to begin with, luck be a lady tonight.
2: Chris, this is Fire Up. Interesting times when uh, you equate the loss of a gambling sort of situation to a lady. You know, another time, another point. Uh, but, uh, you know, Frank represents all that stuff, doesn't he?
3: I tell you what, um, don't we hark back for the era where guys and dolls was a thing?
2: <laughs> Do we? Mm. <laughs> anyway, enough of that gambling addiction. This is Fire Up. Chris Gale, myself, Stephen Ferris. Um, look let's move to bigger pictures and bigger forces at play it's not a just it's, it's not just about the fan who's broken broken everything including his fingernails it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a much bigger thing at play yeah it's entertainment entertainment mystery entertainment <laughs> uh, peter volandis has been hailed wherever you walk every corner of australia people are talking about uh, volandis you know he's now a a pop icon uh, dare I say, you know, H.G. Roy, the man of golden feathers, you know. Um, he's, uh, kiddies are flocking to him when he, when he does his uh, special appearances at uh, shopping malls and, <laughs> and, and, and schools, etc. cetera. Uh, he's signing autographs. I mean, you know, people have dispensed with all the players and the cards uh, and the autograph. It's just him, just Volandis. Do you
3: remember when the, the rugby league used to try and promote the fact that players did good work in the community, they opened fates, they went to uh, hospital visits, et cetera, et cetera? Volandis is corner of the market. Totally. Like, no school wants their fate no, opened no, by anyone yeah. other than Overlord Volandis.
2: And one must applaud the most unlikely of heroes. I mean, as his... In his own words, he's a wog from the gong, uh, done good. Bricklayer's friend. Yeah, the and he's proved the naysayers wrong. And he's led the way, not just in Australia, but international sport. I mean, he was head of the curve. Uh, But there was an article this week, uh, Andrew Webster, saying maybe the crown is slipping. Maybe there's a first sign of uh, a misstep, perhaps. Perhaps he's gone too far. Because his brief, basically, Chris, is to... uh, as a representative of the people and their need for entertainment, is to just give the people, you know, their their, their bread and circuses.
3: That's right. Yeah, That's and whatever right. it takes. That's right. And and it's interesting because there's been a number of instances that have been put forward this week, Stephen, mm. that maybe Peter Volandes is overstepping the mark. So one of the uh, very vexed issues has been whether uh, the young wunderkind, Joseph Swali.
2: Now, Joe Swally has never played a game of rugby league uh, at a professional level. No, he's still. What, I, I thought he was three, but he's older than that, isn't he? <laughs>
3: no, no. We, we yeah. did our research. Turns yeah. out he's actually sixteen. Sixteen, right? He, I think he will he uh, turned seventeen yeah. uh, tomorrow, first right. of
2: August. And the vultures have been circling.
3: Yes, uh, uh, i.e., uh, Rugby Union and the shadowy Australian Rugby Foundation. That's right. not a. That's not a front yeah. for some sort of political evil. I don't know well, what like is. I
2: told you the Rothschild family
3: behind everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's who's looking after
2: Joseph Swale. <laughs> so, and they can move pieces,
3: Chris, so, on this, this so, chessboard. So you saying the Australian Rugby Foundation is owned by the Rothschild? Well, a, a subsidiary <laughs> they
2: cloaked him, Chris, and they, they belong in the Cayman Islands and Switzerland, etc You know that. You wouldn't even know where to look.
3: <laughs> Talk about your tax
2: havens. Yes, yes so, exactly.
3: So the, the kid has been playing his trade for the King School, Stephen, which right. is uh, part of the greater public school system, which... Yeah. Which I know you're not familiar with. No, and dare, dare I say, scholarship? <laughs> yeah, I think you're dead. They stamped him up when he was young.
2: So the point is, they look at the genetic code when they're when they're fresh out of the womb, right? That's right. They it's... get a sample and they go future rugby league player or rugby union if he's a failure, right?
3: Uh, player identification is not some <laughs> former Wizen guy chewing gum sitting up in the stands out in Kudamundra anymore. It's a no. highly no. sophisticated no of scientific of business, <laughs> completely driven by yeah. one Craig Bellamy yeah. in the Melbourne Storms. They change the game, yeah. Stephen. They
2: take a biopsy, That's take it right. down the lab, you know, Sorry. check it out and uh, literally when he can sort of walk and, <laughs> and get a fingerprint on paper they try and nail him down, don't they? Couple of additives maybe? Yeah, cut yeah off you. It. a little bit of juice. <laughs> Work the kitty. Uh, anyway, this this kid is a prime example of the pals at B and we've seen this uh, with a number of what we used to think were fairly upfront sort of people. Uh, there was a commission put together, uh, there was a name driven by a project called Apollo. Yes. Uh, and of course, you know, the great this Greek connection, the Kithra connection with Politus and, uh, and Vlandis and now Apollo. Uh, and now now, we may say the crown of sipping, we, we, we would like it to the, the great Greek mythology of Icarus. Right. Who dreamt, dreamt to fly to the sun. Yeah. Well,
3: no, no. I mean, I think, I think I mean... He wasn't flying to the sun. I'm no, no. mythological expert, let's, yeah. let's be honest, Stephen. But I think Icarus <laughs> and his old man mm. uh, Daedalus yes. had, to get, plan. had to escape maybe from Crete, something right. like that. So they came up with an idea, which was to construct some wings out of yeah. wax and feathers. He's not too far from Elon Musk, really. No. You know? <laughs> no. it, was, it, was, it was their version of the Tesla.
2: Yes, exactly. And so, once what, what, they created something, didn't or, they? A or or
3: SpaceX, yeah, yeah, wings from feathers, feathers and wax, feathers and wax. Yeah, and, I, and but the science wasn't in. Well, <laughs> because the Greeks are dreamers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the talk you'd have to generate from the arms. It'd mm. be, be difficult. I mean, I'm, I, re- I remember the, uh, the old Sydney Roosters, when they were eastern suburbs, the old mascots. Yeah. you know, And you never looked at them sort of strutting around in the Roosters' outfits and go, well, they're going to take they're off. They're going to fly. No, no. no. But, but the Greeks was, could dream and they did, could create. Didn't hold back Icarus and Daedalus. And no. Daedalus was very keen, said, son, don't go too to the water. Close yeah. to the water, you'll get damp, you'll drop. Don't yeah, go heavy. too close to the
2: sun. Because the wax will melt. That's right. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> he <laughs> dreamed. <laughs> and, ca- and he came down. Now, this hasn't happened yet, Chris, because this uh, commissioner and many people have been scratching their heads because Landis has moving so fast. You barely know what's happening. It's like the set restart. What happened there? And we're watching and we're waiting. And, of course, he was one step ahead of
3: the virus. He, he, he has been. And, and I mean, we've talked to some degree about the grand plan about relocating yeah. rugby league lock, stock and barrel to the quietest section of Sydney Potts Point, Kings Potts Cross. Point, yes, it is. Uh, Interesting that there's been a bit of a COVID scare at a place called the Apollo. It's, it's a really, Yes, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's Cluster. throwing us off the scent. It has. But the rate of change, yeah. the the rate of rugby league intelligence, mm-hmm. the, the rate of decision making, it just wasn't stacking up. And I guess put under uh, the the pressure of um, an interview ostensibly about Indigenous round it's something we're going to cover a little bit later, Stephen. Yeah. Volandi's actually revealed that he's been in close consultation with a certain figure, and that's why the rules don't necessarily have to be the rules.
1: Mm. Look, one thing that I've noticed with rugby league is the rules are too prescriptive. In, in any good corporate governance model, you've got to have discretion, and because you, you're going to face challenges like COVID. And if you don't have discretion and you don't have agility, you will fail. So we'll look at all the rules to give the commission the power to make decisions on their merits.
2: Chris, I've got two words for you I've just come up with. Yes. You've got to be agile. Yes. And you've got to be nimble. That's right. In this, in this current climate, if you're not those, you're dead. And not prescriptive.
3: So if I heard what Overlaw Landy said yeah. correctly there. Yeah. Uh, Rules are made to be broken. Yes. Right? Everything's case by case. And old Dan
2: will do what I want.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> and what I'll do, what I want, is um, basically follow Gus Gould's uh, suggestions. Well,
2: we, we weren't sure about that, were we? Because he looked like a benign dictator.
3: <laughs> right, yeah.
2: He, and, and giving us entertainment, as I said.
3: Well, he looked run of the mill, he looked yeah. Putin <laughs> Yeah. Yes. G maybe Napoleon you know. Trump.
2: Yeah. Trump
3: yeah. But but it turns out it's it's Gould he's, he said I'm bringing Gould on for special projects yeah. there is no conflict of interest. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. And I mean Gould you know don't tell me the 5 year plan was Gus Gould's yeah. creation. I mean I think the C. Tung was involved well, in it.
2: Yeah. When you say no conflict of interest because Gus
3: has got interest in everywhere. I mean he's got his finger in every pie in rugby league. He is rugby league. Well not yet Stephen but he's waiting to be accredited he's as a player close. manager. He's getting close. He's <laughs> player he? as, yeah. as Vanies goes player Administrator, yeah. commentator, player, yeah, state manager, of coach. Yeah, 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 he yeah. Once, once ran the sidelines Football as a coach. Manager. Judge. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, bomb selector. E- bomb. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yet, Valanciunas, in his wisdom, created a an advisory commission to direct some of his ideas when he felt like they were going to be working ideas. But in that, there were two coaches only: Wayne Bennett, South Sydney Rabbitohs, winners; Trent Robinson, Robo Roosters. Two peat want to go for a three peat.
3: The Mount Kilimanjaro man himself. Yes. So you, you're you're right in the heart of the uh, here, Stephen. We mm. we talked last week about what Valantis and Platus were putting together. Project Apollo. Get the game back. Yeah. Two coaches consulted. Yeah. Bennett Souths. Yeah. yeah. Robinson Roosters. Right. Just two. Joseph Swali. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he going? South Sydney. South Sydney. Right. fishery yeah. Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett. There's another piece of news, Stephen. Mm-hmm. There's another piece of news, and that is, I don't know whether you were at Sydney Airport last night. No, but I saw the repeat footage. It was, it was on Endless Loop on the Endless Matty John last show. Endless Loop on, on television. <laughs> just kept, kept yeah. the, the same footage of Sonny Bill arriving with his family. Sonny Bill Williams is back in the country, Stephen.
2: Sorry, they were laying down palms and wreaths and flowers, and there were adoring fans, and the waters parted, and in walked Sonny with his glorious family. And we saw it not once, but five times.
3: And it was to fulfil a short-term contract playing rugby league this season this yeah. premiership season, as a certain team goes to 3 Pete, What team is that, Stephen? Yes, yeah, the Roosters. Do we want to hear what Valani's had to say about this particular issue? We do. Yes, indeed.
1: Look, there's two options here. One option is that, that he only has one contract with, uh, with whatever club he goes to. I believe at the moment it's the Roosters, although my preference would be if he went to the Warriors. But uh, So if that's not the case, we will change the rules to give us flexibility to adapt to the two-contract situation, but give exemption for... Sp- Specific circumstances like this one. I don't see that way at all, because there's eight other players that we'd like to do the same thing for. We'd like to get all eight players uh, that want to come back to Australia. Chris, one word comes to mind there: disingenuous. <laughs> Butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. So
3: Volandi says, "Well, yeah, I prefer it's the Warriors. It well, just happens to be the I don't know. Who it is. Who is I, it again? but but, but apparently, if I read you these names, Stephen, mm-hmm. and listen closely. Bodine Thompson. Yeah, who? Josh McCrone. Yeah. Darcy Josh. Lussick. Yeah, sort of Callum right. Watkins. Yeah, yeah, And Chase Stanley. They're everyone's hunting them down. Have, you, have you, no. did, did those things mean anything to you? And
2: have they got anybody watching them yet?
3: They're the guys that Volandis was referring to. This is not for Sonny Bill Williams. No. This is for
2: Darcy Lussick and Cal- Callum Watkins. I They'll end up filling the gaps for the Warriors. <laughs> right? They'll <laughs> who, just be a Band-Aid. Who,
3: what chance are the Warriors playing playoffs? Zip. <laughs> Zip. Chance exactly. of beating us tonight, yeah, the yeah. Tigers? Probably pretty good. But... but it, to, to say this is anything other than to bring Sonny Bill Williams back to try and create some narrative mm-hmm. that's more entertaining for mm. the fifteen 16th of the population who've been yeah. disappointed yeah. the last two years. Yeah. He wants to disappoint them again, Stephen. Yeah. He wants the Roosters to win.
2: Hey, can, I, can I bring back another great word? Yes. It's hubris. Oh, well. this
3: brought many a fellow down. Including Icarus.
2: Icarus, Hubris. Uh, We often used to throw that term around with uh, one Russell Crowe, who uh, looks to to, appears to be sort of in hiding so much, or really just looking after his parents, doing the right thing up at a farm in Cross Harbour. But of course, he enticed that uh, Swali I think minder, representative. Uh, did he go up there The art dealer The mysterious
3: art mysterious dealer, art dealer? And isn't it great you know, Given that we're An art music culture yes. Station To see yeah. that the art world And rugby league world Are Intersect. colliding yes. In in the form of mysterious <laughs> He's always described As mysterious, mysterious art dealer. When someone's described As mysterious That means you're a nobody
2: Nostarskis
3: isn't Yeah uh, Steve Nisyski I Nitisky. think is, is how he's described I, I,
2: I, che- I checked my art almanac <laughs> Couldn't find his name You know Went to Roslyn Oxley And then, you know, the MCA Couldn't see his name Anywhere there If, if
3: you're into cubism Stephen yeah. He's your guy He's your guy
2: yeah, Post contemporary sort of,
3: <laughs> Modrian to the stars, right. it's, 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 um, unbelievable. And but, on the side, footy players that you might right. want, yeah. but also travel agents. So now, travel agent. The 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 the, the, ro- the roosters. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. The rabbits are denying this, but yeah. it seems that Natiski might have facilitated a family visit to Nana Glen. Right. What would Russell's pitch be? Uh, you should come to the uh, rabbits for what reasons? This could all be yours. What have they got up there? They've probably got quad bikes? Yes, a couple of pigs. The chapel? Chapel. They've got a plaque so where, he, where he yeah. banished Luke Carey from the Rabbitohs yeah. and destined Luke Carey to two premierships with the Roosters. they got a big poster of the Gladiator, and he gives me out for free sign. I tell you what, though. Suwali was... Over the line until Russell made one mistake. He right. said, "I want you to come and watch Noah with me," yeah. and started. And thirty odd foot of grunt songs came out around <laughs> well, the right. campfire. Well, it's not, uh, is a sixteen-year-old kid going to relate to that rock and roll? <laughs> I don't think so. Unless they're Jack Johns, uh, uh, Joe uh, Maddie's kid who debuted for the Rabbits, who likes as his father does classic stuff like Creedence, Beatles, Stones. Yes, right. I think th- there were Russell's two mistakes: thirty odd foot of grunt and showing him Noah. Yep but he'd probably still get fall over the line.
2: Chris, these are just the representations of this great big world manipulation. I'm not going to say the Rothschilds, but I think they're behind it all. But it filters down into every country, every territory, where there's somebody pulling strings. Now, we think that the the overlord, Volandis, is the string puller, because he seems to be one step ahead. He seems to have even, dare I say, he knew where the virus was going to go, Mm. and it hasn't really affected Rugby League. No. It's affected everybody else but Rugby League. Well, he can't
3: let it, because he said the odds of uh, Rugby League player getting COVID-19 are 50,000 to one, and he's taken a couple of bets to that effect, Stephen. Yes. It would appear that there's another force at play here. Yeah, another well... dark, dark man behind... It's a little
2: bit Star Wars, isn't it?
3: Yeah, look, look. I think you're talking Lord about... Palpatine. You're talking about... Well, Lord Palpatine to me looks like Wayne Bennett. If you saw him last night in, yes. the, in, in the box... With I see him the, as the, Gus Gould. The yeah. but it's Gus Gould. Yeah. Yeah, it's Gus Gould.
2: And, uh, you know, one must be very, very concerned as to where rugby league is heading with these people. He is the puppet master.
1: As Fasua Mala'awi fires up Outstanding It won't take much to get him fired up Look fired up he is up the 7 Washing out Mitchell fired up
3: The boys down there and the Tigers
1: will be fired up and ready to go But
3: uh, Michael Maguire have them fired up my son Leon loves watching you on 360, Paul Kent, especially when you get fired up. He says, fire up, Kenny, then <laughs> Lars. He wants Good. to know what's firing you up at the moment. I'll tell you what will fire
0: me up is that moron we got in the producer's production room backstage picking this music for me.
2: Look, we love the praise. We really do. But look, guys, enough already because there was only one person who had the right to that phrase before us and that was Mark Gasnier. He sold it to us for five bucks. It's ours. 100%. 100%.
3: That, that's exhibit A in our uh, patent infringement case, yeah. Stephen. Yeah. By the way, that end discussion there with Paul Kent complaining about the music that they bring in his Ask Kenty section on NRL 360. Who brings the music in? Uh, the producers. Uh-huh. You know, shadowy figures. Triple M-esque. Yeah, we've got a shadowy figure as a producer in Pat here yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during the week, they brought him into the strains of Macho Man. And uh, Ben Icon soon to be...
2: I thought it seen in the clowns. <laughs> no?
3: no? <laughs> soon to be CEO of the Brisbane Broncos, yeah. the hapless business Broncos, yeah. said... Who would you go uh, to a costume party as which character from The Village People? Ah. Do you want to have a stab? Which character do you see Kenny as?
2: I would say it would be the least least queer one, (laughs) (laughs) if I could say. Construction you nailed it dead on yeah. you nailed it he does have to change that's pretty good and he... we didn't rehearse that check shirt no we did not <laughs> hey look uh, there is a text line here at FBI zero four zero nine nine four five nine four five, and we want to thank Michelle from Linfield love Linfield uh, hello to all Linfieldians uh, I'm one of those people who loves music and not a sports fan but do listen to your segment most Fridays well that's not bad we'll take that <laughs> oh I love that we'll take that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I love FBI and who else would play a song from guys and dolls during a football segment love oh Michelle again yeah. wonderful she's really <laughs> into it so so if you want to text in If you didn't know the number 0409945945 One
3: of my great regrets, Stephen mm-hmm. Was uh, there used to be a convention When you were doing Your uh, high school certificate That you were encouraged Not to participate In school musicals And my school oh, was yeah, that, involved way, yeah. yeah, my school was involved In Guys and Dolls And I was unable to do that I did My Fair Lady Oliver But you know, missed out on the, yeah. uh, the trilogy
2: And you were ahead of your curve it's all coming back all the time. I mean, musicals, we can't get enough of them.
3: Uh, well, it's funny you should say that. A couple of friends came over to watch Hamilton, uh, which is now on one of the streaming services. Is it? Yeah, we got through half an hour, but anyway. Did you? Yes, <laughs> yes. Listen, Chris, uh, I think a great musical would be,
2: the and it's really one of the great cultural battles, and forget the left and right and all the rest of conservatives and liberal thinkers, uh, it's carnivores versus herbivores. It's an ongoing thing because it does reflect the nature of the planet that is imploding and gobbling itself up and nature is fighting back. Uh, there is a rugby league story. There was a big spread. like It was a, like nearly like a poster, I think, wasn't it? Like a, like a muscle man with a big carcass of beef over his shoulders this week.
3: Okay, that was – by the way, I was going to say uh, what are t- two words that affect rugby league right now, and Ooh. normally I go oven bell. You know, the eh, six-way yes, start. Yes, yes, yes. But football is important, Stephen, because yeah. that's one of the great crises that we're facing at the moment. Let's face it. There are a few crises on it Many moment. crises So on the Good Weekend The uh, Herald slash 9 vehicle Was mm. a picture of a the Now there's a
2: Rothschild conspiracy happening <laughs> Right
3: okay. in front of our very eyes That's right Talk about fighting the power everything yeah. we, we are fighting the power, Stephen But on too many fronts Too many fronts Yeah, no, many one's fronts. <laughs> no one's listening No one's listening but the picture on their Good Weekend mm-hmm. lift-out magazine was of a uh, the uh, gleaming torso of Curtis Sirinen. Greased up, would you say? Bailey, of course, played for the South Sydney Rabbits, Happened yeah. to beat the Dragons last night. But the son of Paul Sirinan, yes. Balmain Tigers, great. Yeah, yeah. Sydney Tigers, great. Yeah, yeah. And he had some skinned animal basically on his on it, his shoulders because he's gone down the carnivore route. And he's putting it right in your face. And I know that a lot of people are upset with that photo.
2: Particularly the animal. (laughs) Particularly the animal. (laughs) And the animal's sister and brother and father and mother. Not happy at all. Now, this is all about the food chain and et cetera, et cetera. But but as far as rugby league players are concerned, it's about performance. Am I correct? Because Darius Boyd came out, what, a couple of years back? A proud herbivore?
3: Proud vegan? Well, he saw The Game Changers, uh, you know, one of those um, uh, pseudo-documentaries on (laughs) on Netflix about the benefits of a vegan diet. And it's become another battleground, Stephen, because... Uh, if we look at Curtis, Curtis was uh, on a conventional rugby league diet and s- suffering injuries all the time. Yeah. You know, plenty of fruit and vegetables, wheat bix, strawberries and honey for breakfast. Yeah. He liked the steak And unnamed shore. substances. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. pastor on game day, constantly injured. Now he's been str- strung around. So this is what he has... Uh, a few slices of artisanal sourdough allow with his four or five eggs and bacon. Mm-hmm. How much uh, bacon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rashes of it, a lashes leg. of it. <laughs> uh, never eaten so many oysters. Yeah. Stretched in the kitchen now. He's doing bone marrow with his steak, learning how to cook a roast. Wow. Uh, you know, this season he hurt his posterior ligament in one knee, and he was back within a week. Not quite as uh, uh, impressive as the four chickens per bird eye. No. no but every morning. But okay. he's definitely in the meat-eaters camp, right? The carnivores. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Darius watches the Game Changers last November and turns up and starts spruiking the performance of a plant-based diet to right. all the Broncos players. How's, how's he going? Broncos have never been as bad, <laughs> Right. You don't win friends
0: with salad. You don't win friends 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 with salad. I don't mean to take sides. I just got caught up in the rhythm.
3: <laughs> well, it says it all, doesn't it? Well, and there are sides, and I mean, even Boyd has had to take a little bit step back. Mm. Uh, the, the author and I wish I could give them credit noted that Mahatma Gandhi and the Dalai Lama had to take a bit of a step back from plant based How are by the way, Chris? Well, they said they're not doing beep tests on sun scorched <laughs> paddocks, so they don't have to do it. But, no, the, but-
2: and, and Pete Evans, I believe he's a trainer. Oh, he's
3: a, he's an advisor yeah. to the and it's and of course it's Manly as Sirenum plays for. And let's face it, mm. if there's a guy who's interested in the extract of meat based products, yeah. be they calves' mm. blood or whatever, mm. it's yeah. Des. Hasler, yeah, yeah. the mad professor. But I think there, there are arguments on both sides. Marge Simpson's in the middle, but I think they've been talking about a promotion, because we all know over Lord whether he's pulling the strings or whether it's Gus Gould, mm. they're all about entertainment. So they've come up with this idea of the kangaroos, the Australian National Rugby League team, ah, yes. taking on the New Zealand All Blacks, the National Rugby Union team. Right. And what's the, what's, what's what's their animal? Is, but, it, is it a fern or is it a kiwi? What is it? The All Blacks? Yes. I think they just have a little feather on there. Just black. You? Yeah. With a feather. <laughs> That's
2: right. Well, you know, you know, an animal's going to chew that up and spit it out, Chris. Right, right. Even a kangaroo. Yeah. I mean, would, a, would a tiger be the shark in a fight? Yeah, kangaroo, yeah. leaf, kangaroo, <laughs>
3: leaf. It's <laughs> like a job for Searoo Sports Management. But let's face it, there's no interest in that, Steve. No. Like, no one's going to no. go and watch that. But if you got... If it was on Christmas Day, I'd watch it. Right. Nothing for, else. For lack of nothing else, after right?
2: The, after the pudding, you know.
3: <laughs> but if you can get 17 carnivore rugby league players yeah. and 17 okay. herbivore Herb- Herb- oh, rugby Oh, there you go. League. That's been in the state of origin.
2: Because that's the left and right. It's, it's
3: left arm, right arm. It's just everybody's involved. You'll have no trouble selling no, ads no, no, no. because the two camps will go, this is our opportunity, you know, the and, meat corporation and, yep. you and,
2: know. And those are have a bit of both, well, they can be refs and umpires and cheerleaders and dancers and
3: whatever else. And overlord Lord Volandis and Gus Gould, I'll give this to you for free. You can call it the National Rugby League Food Bowl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> for free, Chris. Just like we gave fire up for free. Well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, I- interesting times, and I think that, uh, well, as the French, you know, from, from snout to hoof, you know, use every part of the animal. But that was in a time, I think, when people were poverty-stricken, and they needed to re- utilise every part of the animal. If I could say Cameron Smith. Smith. What, uh, What? What camp would he be in,
3: Chris? All of them.
2: All them. I was to say, if you know, if you go to a local park at midnight and there's a bit of fog moving around, you might see a creature running around the bushes there, eating any living animal's flesh. But generally, I think Cameron prefers human, but, human blood. Well,
3: he's, he's Lucifer, isn't he? And I mean, let me tell you, there's a talk growing of a uh, Icon slash Smith ticket to go rescue the Broncos. Yeah. And don't tell me whilst Darius is allowed to continue his plan in ways that yeah. Smith won't be importing a few cutlets. Course, or something.
2: that way, that way, yeah. that way, Chris, you could also have a farewell moratorium. Uh, sorry, uh, honouring honour honorarium dinner, lunch for the Storm and then go and do it all again at Brisbane. Start the whole ball rolling again. If he
3: gets to do his last season at Brisbane, that's double the testimonials, (laughs) double the farewells. Testimonials, sorry, my mistake. He will be the first (laughs) rugby league ambassador for two clubs at the same time. And is anyone going to stop him? No, No.
2: he's unstoppable. (laughs) But look, it's it's Feel Good Friday. Yes, it is. A couple of things. Uh, Nice to see Canterbury-Banks down and finally got um, anybody who wants to stand by their team. Uh, The family restaurant... (laughs) What's it called, Rashays? Rachets.
3: Well, Rashays has sashayed away yeah, in RuPaul's style
2: yeah.
3: uh, because there was the unfortunate incident in the pre-season up at, uh, around that. The north Macquarie. North Coast is troubled. always problematic, isn't it? Yeah. They, look, it's weed, you know, yeah. it's sun. And it, and it was a match made in heaven, the family club yeah. and the family restaurants. Yes, of course. Right, but well, it's fallen over. Yeah, yeah. So the laundry Hotels have come in, Stephen, the yeah. uh, uh, alcohol establishments. Yeah. perfect. Beautiful match-up. Perfect I mean, own it. it. And I yeah. think Canterbury, Bankstown, to the tune of several million sponsorship dollars yeah. is owning it. Yes. Uh, a couple more points. Uh, interesting that we've been banging
2: on about the technology to make it right for forward passes, because everybody screams forward! And your television set and you go, well, what, why can't they do anything about that? Apparently, the human eye cannot detect, Chris, a ball moving out of the hands of a human being in a straight or reverse direction. So we were p- p- potentially suggesting a microchip GPS tracker in the ball.
3: Stephen, you've been a pioneer in this regard. Now I feel and, old. And you're not being listened to. No. I mean, the GPS would solve the problems, but the Rugby League will not listen so they've gone down this arcane pathway of skeletal tracking steven yes, yes
2: how now, does that work chris
3: so basically skeletal tracking is some sort of highfalutin technology that measures the movement of every limb and the bones within the limb to determine whether the hands of the pass actually release the ball forwards or backwards wow
2: that's a p- potential sort of privacy
3: well now it's it's a bit data like, collection <laughs> harvesting you, you'd be a wolverine fan knowing that they put adamantium into his bones oh gotcha. That's exactly what they have to do with every rugby league player. Part of being first grade is you actually have to have these implants. How many in... parts?
2: One in the head, <laughs> one in each limb. At the end. Well, if I'm reading, if I'm reading this
3: correctly, yeah. it's just it says every limb, every limb. But which seems harsh to determine whether you're throwing the ball forward or backwards. So you have to put stuff in the legs. But yeah. I think there are implants in the hands and fingers at the very least. Look,
2: Chris, as we've seen recently from all the uproar from the, uh, the you know the the uh, the Trump right wingers sort of carrying guns and not wearing masks to uh, to Bunnings Karen, you're going to have some issues there because of. The the anti-vaxxers are going to kick up a fight for that. What are they going to do when it comes to implanting chips in the whole body? Yeah,
3: an uproar. Chris? Yeah, I mean, it's not just a, a, a little flu shot, is it, Stephen? No. It's, it's, a, it's a major medical procedure. But if you want to play rugby league, yes, Stephen, yes, and you want the right game. result every time, if you want that pass from yeah. Dufty that went forward... Submit. Oh, sorry, Submit. Norman or Dufty called back, yeah, as yeah, it yeah, should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skeletal tracking That's might the future, be the way to go. The
2: future. And uh, <laughs> dare I suggest that maybe the overlord might have to take some sterner measures with these recal- recalcitrant uh, players that might want to back up against these system changes? I think
3: he just uh, take the the route of the usual dictator just round them up in round wagons up and, and- shoot <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All
2: right, the final thing is as you said, I think the, the great story last night was Well, there wasn't really a great story. But the second great story was the celebration of the Indigenous culture in rugby league. We are broadcasting from the heart of Redfern slash Waterloo. This, you know, obviously is one of the major heartlands for Indigenous culture in the urban environment. So you wouldn't
3: begrudge the rabbits a win?
2: I, I don't begrudge the, single, the singular players. Uh, we had uh, Dean Witters as a guest one day, and he is a great ambassador, and I think it's an incredibly exciting thing to see the joy and the, and the excitement that they bring, you know. And yes, very happy for the Indigenous players to score the tries line. No, not against the Dragons. Believe it or not, Chris, there were some Indigenous players in the Dragons last night that's, too. That's did you true. know that? I did it wasn't that. just Latrell Mitchell, I, 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 who also had half the figures of Dufty in the performance uh, last night, yeah, I should add. Yeah,
3: I thought Latrell was outstanding. Just I did those not. terrific touches. Done. Darn- uh, you, you mentioned Dean Williams. We had uh, uh Dean Witters, we had Joe Williams in, uh, yes. former South player at that yeah, same yeah. episode. We had Vonnie Sampson. Yes. Uh, everybody's really appreciative of the league's efforts in this regard, yeah. and it's a great time to reflect. Most of the media outlets have sort of reflected on their favourite indigenous yeah. players. Do you have a, a player that particularly comes to mind? Oh, uh, look,
2: my, top of my. Well, there'd be two
3: Jonathan Thurston.
2: You know, I'm in the grand final back in 2015 was extraordinary.
3: I reckon I can guess your other one. Uh, uh, Nathan, Nathan Blacklock. Nathan Blacklock. Yeah, Nathan Blacklock. The boy from Tinger.
2: He, uh, he developed his skills uh, along with Preston Campbell chasing rabbits in Tinger. And you've got to be pretty quick of, dare I say, agile and nimble to catch a rabbit.
3: The, m- mine... Without question, is Larry Corroa. Uh, okay. in, in in 2008, they had the West Tigers team of the century mm. and they had commemorative footballs. And I'm not an autograph guy, Stephen, but I got Larry Corroa's autograph and it <laughs> yeah. was absolutely. Oh, like, just such a thrill. David Peachy. Uh, yes, well, I mean, uh, Albie uh, Tallarico, who's yeah. a big friend of the show from Steel Sports, he put his team in, Matty Bowen. Ricky Walford, of course, oh, fantastic. Ricky Walford, yeah. I've met Ricky, Andrew terrific Walker. guy. G.I. Yes. Renoff or yeah. Renouf. Renouf. Uh, Eric Sims, to go yeah. way back. Oh, I love a guy who changes the rules. Yes. And They changed the points for field goal because Eric Sims was so proficient, Stephen. Yes, he was. Uh, Chuck Mundine. Yeah, Mundine. Uh, he was at the game last night. Gordy Tallis, Wade Graham. Yeah. I mean, if you if you broaden the definition, Southeast Sea Island, you can't go past Mal Meninga. No, no. Sammy Thyde. David Grant, but but Laurie Daly. But to me, the other, the, the, the apotheosis, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, and he did actually play for Balmain, let's not forget, but Arthur Beeson. Arthur Beeson. And can I name the little man? You get the big man, little man, Matty Bowen. Oh, Matty Bowen. Matty Bowen was terrific. A, feel Good
2: Friday. We leave on that note. Chris what a great Gale. note to leave what's your, everybody. What's your name again?
3: Yeah, um, um, something Something
2: guy. Gale, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. We will see you next week. Chris Gale. Fire up. Over for another week. So tune in again next week when we
0: invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotty roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!